All right, JC. Um, obviously, we got you and your brother here today to do a podcast, and uh, I was able to do one with your brother first. So, and, th- and that yes, one will be the one that will release first. So, yeah. uh, you know, to, to kind of go into this, we, we did get a little bit of your guys' background. Um, grew up in Oklahoma, originally, like maybe born in, in North Dakota. Yeah, born right? in North Dakota. But, but grew up in, uh, in Oklahoma, right north yep. of Oklahoma City. And, and how old are you? I'm 22. 22 years yes, old. Sir. Your brother's 23. So you guys yep. are really. Yeah, we're real close. Okay. And uh, you obviously do the heading. Yes, sir. Which I can appreciate. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably even more. I got, I got more respect, you know, <laughs> just, just cause uh, I can really relate a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, so man, kind of take me through this as far as like, how, how has your heading career kind of got started as far as like where you know when did you kind of get the the bug and how has that kind of looked as you you've kind of gone through the ranks rodeoing or or get to the spot where you're rodeoing a little bit yeah i don't know ever i mean ever since i was little i was just i roped the dummy so much i would rope the dummy until i could just barely swing my rope and um i just that's all i ever wanted to do was just rope you know i had a had a lot of friends in high school that always tried to get me to play football and i was like no i'm gonna rope and we grew up, we wrestled um, up until we were in high school. And uh, so that's just, you know, we kind of got to choose, like, what were we going to do? Were we going to go keep wrestling and maybe see about going to college and wrestle? Or were we, were we going to rodeo and just make a career out of rodeo? And so that's just, you know, I didn't have, nobody had to convince me to do it. I just, I just wanted to do it so much. And so I so grew up being very competitive obviously um wrestling's different too yeah um i didn't realize that so like what does that aspect you know from being wrestling till you wrestled through junior high yep i wrestled from the time i was i think i started whenever i was four but i didn't start going to tournaments until i was five and then i wrestled till i was about oh we finished our eighth grade year and uh, so we wrestled till we we're eighth grade so was i like 13 or 14 I got you. So what do you get to take from being competitive in sports at a younger age that has really like helped you apply it to, to the roping side of it as well? There was just uh, wrestling. There was so much discipline in it. And uh, all, all, I mean, the whole part of it just it is all discipline. And so I think that has a lot to, to help, you know, maybe my mindset, you know, I'm, I'm kind of uh, enclosed and just kind of keep to myself and that, uh, you know, I think that, wrestling might have had a little bit of that to do and um i don't know i just i kind of get in there and it's just just to do my job really just kind of it was the same way wrestling you know i never uh i never had to have music or anything to get me hyped up to wrestle like that was just my job that was just what i did so kind of the same way uh with rodeo it's just my job so it's just what i do well and the one thing about wrestling um if you're not prepared you get yeah. your butt kicked. Oh yeah. Right? Like it, yeah. it it's a beating. Yeah. And not that I ever wrestled, but just from the perspective, right? Yeah. Like it, it's just you versus another person. And if they kick your butt, you you probably feel like you weren't prepared, right? Yeah. And so that that was the consequences of what you had to to under you know, you understood that probably early on. Yeah. And and so the work ethic, you know, you don't want to be in that situation where you're not prepared, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what uh we wrestled out of Guthrie, which was just, it's just 20 minutes from my house. So every, every day we would go to Guthrie after we'd get out of school. And my oldest brother, he was a, uh, he wrestled as well. And he was a great, great wrestler. I think he, uh, I think he won state a 
a couple times, maybe two, three, two or three times. And um, my dad, you know, he was he was real hard on us. Like he, you know, we had to be good at it. No yeah. matter what we did, we had to be good at it. And he'd always say, you know, if you're not going to be an athlete, you're going to be an athletic supporter. So like, if we didn't want to wrestle, we were going to be there no matter what because they, my brothers, wrestled. Or however it was, like we had to do something. You know, like it just it wasn't where we couldn't um, just go there to hang out. It was. We were either there wrestling or we were there sitting in the stands and watching them full time. Right. And and that competitive side of it, I think it's really important as as you go forward with whatever you choose in life, right? I yeah. mean, it's a it's a big big side of it. And yep. the one thing about roping, there's a lot of losing, right? Yeah. It's it's a ton of losing. So how has that that aspect kind of as you decided, hey, we're we're gonna rope high school those years and you know, from talking with your brother. You guys sound like you did good, but it wasn't like you guys killed them, right? In the yeah. junior high to high school years. It wasn't like maybe you felt like, hey, I've I've way up here with the roping, right? Or was, yeah. it, was it kind of a grind at that at that time? Yeah, it was. Um I always like I just always wanted to be as good as everybody else. And uh, you know, I I always just rode minimum horses, you know, like they were just they just would run and turn. And that was it. Like they were nothing special. They would not run hard. And so it's just, um, you know, I had to have a lot of try. Um, I know there was a, there was a kid that was riding with us one day back from Hamilton and LJ and I were in the jackpot. And I think we, we had a pretty good callback and I, I don't remember. It was probably me that messed up. And well, my dad calls us on that ride home and, you know, he was really mad at us and he was just getting after us for not doing good. Well, we get off the phone and LJ and I look at each other like, man, our dad, he's just, you know, he's so hard on us. Like, you know, he wants us to be so good. You know, he put so much work into, into putting us in the spot where we were and uh, for us not to do good. And our friend was like, man, you know, if my dad talked to me like that, I wouldn't rodeo. I wouldn't have anything to do with it. I just couldn't do it. But so I think that just uh, a lot of it was I didn't want to get griped at from my dad. So like I just would try as hard as I could. And you know, he always told us, he said, you know, as long as you're trying and giving it all you can, he says, I'm not gonna be mad at you. But like, you know, there's just times where we would just take a bad cut and he would, you know, he would get into us for it. But a lot of it, a lot of the try has to come from my dad. Right. Say. Okay. Well, as you, so thick skin's obviously a yeah, big thing. Got to sure. have a th thick skin, yep. got to be tough, which is perfect because if you're going rodeo, well, it's, you have to, but it is very necessary. You, yep. you cannot be soft you've yeah. got to be a tough person to do it and i mean you soft guys don't last very no long. so as you're developing with your heading and let's let's kind of go to these like college years and and about the time you're starting to think about rodeo and um obviously you're kind of saying hey the head horses were were just pretty marginal as far as like speed wise like yeah. it, it just it sounds like they're good horses but nothing like super super sharp right, right? so it was you had to use your rope yeah. a lot right is yeah. that that's kind of what we're getting out of this yep a lot um like i said they were the closest i would ever be to the cow was the front of the box <laughs> 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 they would i would have to just kind of float across the line you know and that's where i think every time i float across the line and i kind of get in a pinch whenever i jackpot because you know my horse isn't just dropping and running all the way across the line every time where he's just kind of picking up and waiting for me to hold him there and then he's going where um you know it makes the scoring part easy but you know if you're not throwing right there 
you're still having to play catch up. So that's just where I would just try to throw as fast as I could. Usually as fast as I could was just a far distance anyways. So right. it, I think it helped me. Um, you know, you can win so much money at the, at the winter rodeos. And, uh, you know, I think that's just kind of, I've always looked forward to going to the winter rodeos. Right. Right. And, and being inside, I mean, it's just shorter boxes, yeah. faster setups. And so that's kind of been the style is, you, you know, you, you felt like that was kind of the early age and that, that was comfortable. So you're going to be, you're going to be aggressive. You're going to look for that reach shot. Um, and then, so going into the rodeo season, you guys' rookie year, you're going to be 18 or 19 years old? Yeah, I believe I was 19. Okay. Yeah. And that was in 21? No, I was I was 20. I turned 21 that year, but I was 20 okay. my rookie year in uh, September. I turned 21. Okay. So you circuit rodeoed uh, that, that kind of the, the in 21, right? Yeah. We, what we did was we, uh, Bill Fish was our first rodeo. Okay. That's... It was. Yeah, that's real. We, we went probably the, two over, long yeah. score. Like, it's oh, a tough rodeo to start so at. That, that's kind of crazy. So, that. Damn, man. That's that's right into the fire. Kind of throwing me to the wolves. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I get back there. The boxes are so deep. The cows are so strong. And I back in there. I nod my head. And I, I see probably full shoulder. And I drop. Like, I sat there solid. And I drop. And I'm riding. And I'm six ropes away from this cow. Yep. I mean, he is just running so hard. And uh, I throw my whole entire rope at the end of the arena, like when right when he's starting to check off. And I just snap it on the horns, and I go to Dally. And as soon as I go to Dally, my horse is still running straight, and I go to the horn, and it just comes straight. The tail comes all the way out of my hand. So I threw my whole entire rope, and I oh, I was so upset about it. Like the whole ride from Belfouche to Manda, and I was just sitting in the, in the RV, and I was just so mad at myself. And um, didn't say anything to anybody <laughs> I think it's maybe that night or the night after uh, Britt Smith messages me and he's like, Hey, can you send me the video of your cow from Belfouche? And I'm like, yeah, good luck. He sucks. You know, yeah. he runs so hard. And uh, he says, it's okay. my brother, he's my brother. Clay has him. I'm like, okay, well, you know, cool. Well, I'm scrolling through Facebook that night and I see classic rope post a video. <laughs> Clay Smith and Jade Corporal set a new arena record, like three, six at Belfouche. And to add to the steam that I already had from getting out ran, throwing my whole rope, like I see that and I'm like, wow, like I, I have, I can't be out here doing this. Like, you yeah, this know, this is your I'm not, first rodeo. Well, like we right? had, like we for, had went first, to some circuit rodeos. I think we maybe had like first big six pro or rodeo 7,000 at, or one in okay. our circuit. And so, um, we were just going to go to the Cowboy Christmas. We, you know, we entered good and, uh, got up however we needed to and, so I'm like, oh man, like I'm not cut out to be out here right now. Yeah. This is hard. This is the big guys. And um uh, kind of the same deal. I go to Mandan. We barely make it there in time. And I think I got the barrier and maybe my brother missed him. So it was no good. Second, you know, third steer, no good. And uh the next day we go to Killdeer and the, at Killdeer, we uh we go like five something and I throw my whole entire rope and we don't place. I think like Three seven wins the rodeo. Right, man. This is I'm trying to do all I can, and I'm not in the top ten. Like this is hard. Yeah. But you know that's everybody's in full swing. Like they've been prepared for it all year long, getting ready for Cowboy Christmas, and and here I am a month, you know, three weeks before Cowboy Christmas. I'm just getting ready. Like, and I don't know what it's like at all. You know, um, never ever talked to anybody about rodeoing out there to see what it was like to get prepared for it or anything like that. So, what was the biggest, like? 
biggest difference between what you'd seen at maybe some of the smaller circuit rodeos or the amateur rodeos to the big pro rodeos where they do have the 80 to 100 teams entered like what was what was the biggest difference that you noticed with the setups and with the runs that you were trying to make they're so the our circuit rodeos they've been rodeoing on those cows for three years yep they older the steers game. they're not hard they're you know they're just good cows and uh, to come out and rope all m brands that run so hard um they're all fresher you know they've got smaller set of horns but they're bigger bodied and um so it's just i don't know you know you kind of get in the the thing that, oh i don't want to pop it off but you know i got to get a big enough loop to where you know they're going to be out there i've got to be able to tag them that um just riding i guess would maybe that that's what i would say is just riding better it's um so like a bigger gap right is yeah. that so like when you nod at an amateur rodeo or i'd say even like the smaller priorities on older steers when you nod and you hit the line there's a good chance at the end of the line you could be in range yeah yeah and, and a lot of the prca rodeos when they get the deeper boxes when you hit the line you're still not quite maybe in range like you might need to get a couple of strides yep. before you can get to the the long two coil or three coil shot right is yep. that that's kind of a bigger thing like a little longer score longer yeah, start that so you know i mean naturally i think every horse whenever you pick up your swing and you're rodeoing on them they're not going to try as hard right there so um what i figured out that year was you know i i didn't pick my rope up as fast you know um whereas back home i would be nodding i'd be kicking my first swing off and um, going out there i was i was riding to the line and then picking up maybe and uh, i think it was just all had to do with horsemanship and riding right it's a big it's it's crazy because i like i heard this someone tell me this and they're like the amateur rodeos in texas are tougher than the pro rodeos and i thought about that a lot and i was like well the times are faster but the requirements for your horses are a lot less yep. and yep. the runs you get to make are like you're a lot closer to the steer yep. and and so it, it is a different run and it is faster but mm -hmm. i don't know that it's easier like, yeah I, that's what uh, like my my brother had talked about earlier a little but we came home in August, and so we, we went down to, I think maybe it was May, Mount Vernon uh, UPRA Rodeo. So we had never, ever amateur rodeoed or anything. We just did the high school rodeos and the college rodeos and stuff, and we would go to so a few open rodeos there throughout the summer and, uh, you know, nothing, maybe like one or two a week, but um, nothing just like amateur rodeo, and we never went to the 4th of July, like the Texas stuff or anything like that, but... Uh, I don't know. I would say, I'd say I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. while you're thinking about it, I, I want to go back to this because Clay Smith set the arena record at Belfouche yeah. as you're really starting to crack out rodeoing on your steer. Yeah. Is, that's hard on you, right? And oh, then, gosh. And then winning, winning on the, at the 4th of July rodeos is really difficult anyways. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like it was a bad 4th. For you guys yeah i don't think that i don't i don't think we want any money over the fourth so no money and the same steer that outrun you the world champ set the arena record on. yeah what mentally does that look like that as you're going home you know what i mean like as far as you've kind of mentioned it a few times like hey maybe i don't belong here like what what kind of thoughts are popping in your head and how are you trying to handle this um I, I will say I've never, I never ever forgot about that. Every time I, every time I mess up on a cow or something like that, I always think about that, you know, where I was then and uh, to where I am now. 
And like, just, that's just a, a building block, you know, just a, you know, some kid from a little town going out there and, and trying to start out um, his rodeo career to go get, to eat dirt the whole way down the arena. And then to watch a video of a guy go three, six on the same or three, seven, whatever it was on the same cow you ate dirt by. And it's just, I don't know. It's that was kind of hard for me to get over. And I, I has always kind of hung with me. Um, you know, here it is, what, like three years later Yeah, it is. And, or two years later, and I'm still, you know, I still haven't forgot about that. Like I, I never, I don't think I ever want to let that one go because that's just, um, when I get to a low time, I just remember that, like, man, that's where I was two years ago to where, you know, where I am now. You don't want to feel that again. Yeah, that's, and, that's exactly right. And it, does it help the practice? Does it help create like a, Hey, I, I need to work at things or does it change it up a little bit? Or what does that kind of, where does it go from there? As far as like that first year, 21 rodeo, and you can probably like sum it, summarize a lot of like what you learned right there. Yeah. Like what was your biggest takeaway from that first year rodeo and heading and then trying to take it into the next year? I would say, I would say, um, probably riding after I, after I throw my rope because I would just throw my rope and it would go on and I would just dally and I would just rain off. And I talked a lot to Nick Sartain and Chad Masters at first year rodeo. And like, we would, we'd make a run or something and, and I would just send them the video and I'd ask them, you know, like, what, what do I need to do right here to be better? And it would seem like almost every single run I sent them, they said, keep riding after you rope. And that's where I think, I think I've done a lot better, um, as far as that, where I don't just throw my rope anymore and rain off. It's like, I can throw my rope and dally and still keep the forward momentum to where it never, never takes away from the cow. And that, um, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I hardly ever give a, a bad handle whenever I go fast anymore, just because it, uh, I've done it so much to where I rope and I'm just kind of taking it easy out the front where I don't have that stall in the corner and have to worry about my partner having to wait it out. It's just kind of more fluent. And I think that taking that away from the first year of rodeo and, um, was just a big a big part and i think maybe if if i wouldn't have been texting those guys i don't think i, th I think i'd probably still just be throwing and raining back um like i used to and having him wait out and you know um i'd throw and i'd i'd throw to be three nine and we'd be four nine because of the stall in the corner and him having to wait it out and uh, i think that's just the room for error whenever you're starting well and being willing to ask questions to guys that you respect and and will hopefully give you solid feedback yeah. too which is it's lucky that we've had guys like chad out there yeah. and stuff because he's he's awesome through, i don't Gosh. know how many guys that had better because of him but it's it's a long yeah. list so okay we're that that mindset is important to have right and your brother's kind of real similar in the sense of like you guys want to get better all the time right yeah. so it's like knowing to improve on it but also you've got this this kind of unique run right yeah and and one thing i'm hearing is the horsemanship side so the roping was there like it sounds like you focused on the rope a lot at, at a younger age yeah i never ever like you know kids would would rope the dummy. i never roped the dummy to rope the dummy like i roped the dummy and i would make it like a, a run every time um whenever especially whenever i was really starting out um rodeo in my first year like i would <laughs> it's kind of funny um to think about it now but i would just get back there like i would try to measure it off 
you know, distance wise, like 16, eight, whatever the box is, or, you know, 17 or 21 foot. And I just kind of sit there at that distances and just, you know, if, if you're on the barrier, perfect, that's, that's the distance right there to throw your rope. And, um, I would sit back there and I'd kick my rope up and I'd nod my head and I'd wait. And I would just kind of drop and throw my rope right. at the same time, just trying to get that feel of, uh, of what it's like. Do you think that helped a lot? I think it did. Um, a lot i've i've done you know when i wrote the dummy i do a lot of one swingers just so it helps my first swing right um i do i don't know the majority of me roping the dummy is one and two swings whether it's i'm walking to the cow or, or to the dummy or if i'm sitting at the end of my rope like i don't and i think that's where i struggle with my jackpot is because i practice so much for the rodeos yeah. and uh, not near as much as for the jackpots well and i don't think there's anything wrong with that too because it is like it's honestly, it's hard to hold money together doing both and it requires more head horses. Yeah. It's more expenses. And, and like when you break it down financially, there's a ton of added money at rodeos. There's very little at a lot of the jackpots outside of the major ones. Yeah. So you get the opportunity to probably make more money rodeoing than you do jackpotting, yeah. right? Just, just simple number wise. So I, I think it's especially a smart way to start out heading, you know, like, especially when you're young and you're trying to, trying to get broke into it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I think that's a big deal. <clears throat> I know for me heading the dummy, the one thing that I that I had that was very similar, but I, I like the idea of like recreating stuff. But the the shots that I thought was the hardest was being out of range. Like I couldn't throw my whole rope range and like walking into it and throwing as soon as I was in range. So it was like two to three swings, but it was just like you're covering that gap and yeah. I was throwing a rope. And that was that was the one that like I worked on that about pretty hard a few years ago and i felt like that made a big difference yeah. just just because getting comfortable from these shots that that are either way out there oh, it's so or just, hard yeah. so you have to and it's like you if you feel like you're getting good at it you can't quit practicing it like you're yeah. like if you're like oh man you know like this being at this range on a dummy feels good i'm gonna go back to getting up there and getting sharp well you just lost all that you were just trying to figure it out so i think You've got to, if you're trying to work on it, I think you, it's a long, long process and it just takes so many times of doing it to get it really drilled into your head of distances wise and, and the range from each spot. Yeah. And the feel and just know, yeah. just, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. I, it, it really is. All right. So head horses and stuff are obviously coming into play at this point yeah. and, the, and last year was the first year you guys rodeoed a little bit more right yeah that we went out we actually filled our count last year and uh, plus a few you know because we had unofficialed some yeah and then i think so it's kind of funny we didn't think we were going to run out of count because we came home and so we go to amarillo and uh amarillo was our last count okay we won stevenville yeah so it didn't add and we're like we're looking for the standings we're like man why didn't this add like yeah. surely we're gonna be top 45 yeah. well i ended up like 46th maybe and i'm like oh man that's upsetting you know i did we, we should have paid attention but you know it's kind of one of those things like you you go home and you don't think that you're going to as many rodeos well we probably went to more rodeos going home and going to the circuit rodeos than we did if we'd went to the northwest right right just a lot of the smaller circuit rodeos yeah. you can get to two or three on a weekend where yeah. well you know because a kind of a person thinks, you know, you go to the Northwest, you're like, oh, there's a lot of rodeos to go to out there and which there might be, but, um, I'm going to say we went, we went to more circuit rodeos than the people that stayed out there in the Northwest went to rodeos. I got you. What about the mental side of it? You know, as, as you're trying to, to work on all of this, what's been the biggest challenge mentally, uh, rodeoing and 
you know, that you've kind of experienced so far? Um, I would say just, just working to, um, stay consistent. Like that's, that's hard. That's a big mental thing for me. Um, you know, I've always kind of wanted to swap it up a bunch. Like, I feel like if something isn't going right, I need to, I need to change instead of like practicing on, you know, what's not going right and trying to fix that. I try to go and change something else. And so that was, um, last year rodeoing, you know, that I should have went all last year just trying to use my rope and catch as fast as I could. Instead of last year, I went just trying to run the cow down and get within a coil and snap and go, which I don't have my good horse. He's not that fast. And, uh, he's just so flat and he never, ever gets in my way to where, you know, a guy, I think if anybody had him, they could, anybody could win on him. Just, he's so easy. And, uh, you know, I don't have, I don't have the fast horses and, and like, you know, those guys that go and do good all year long and at the big long scores and stuff like that. Um, I've never been that guy that's had that real fast horse. So I've always struggled with staying consistent in my own, you know, part of, part of roping or, um, to be using my range, you know? Right. So like when something's kind of going wrong or you have a miss, you're like, Oh man, I, I probably just need to go catch that one. Just you want to change it up and, yeah, and do yeah. that. That's where, um, like I was saying last year, I went a bunch on just trying to ride to the cow instead of, you know, standing up and throwing like I've done my whole entire life. And I think that was a big, a big part of us not doing as good last year when we went out and rodeoed because, uh, I just took us out of it a bunch. You know, I missed a lot of cows that were, shouldn't have been missed that were easy where, um, they showed me my shot way before the shot I actually took, but I just rode past it trying to keep my horse working where, you know, that horse has been ridden enough and thrown on enough. He's, I don't think he's going to not quit working. You know, right. I think he's going to just keep working every time. Just trust in it. Just yeah. trust in it yeah. a little bit more. And that, and that's tough though, because how do you know what it is till you have it? Right. Yeah. Like, and so you've, and I think that's the important side of this is you've got to compete enough. You've got to understand it well enough. Like, all right, this is, this is good. I'm going to stay with it yeah. long-term. And, oh. and so going into this year, you know, to, we've kind of, so Jose kind of give us a story a little bit as far as like how the winter has went, right? Like, and, and you guys have had a great winter, but to start it out, it was pretty dang slow. You know, yeah. Went, went to a handful of rodeos. Yeah. Um, as things were slow at the beginning of this year, you know, it's like Denver, right? Denver, no good. San yeah. Antonio didn't, didn't make San Antonio, weren't into Houston, um, basically hadn't won anything a, a month and a half, two months into the, into mm -hmm. the winter rodeos. So from that perspective of it, are you, you're still staying with the run, right? Like you're yeah. still like, you knew that like from the last summer, you're like, all right, I'm, I've got to, I'm going to stay aggressive. I'm going to keep trusting that shot. Is that, is that kind of where you were at? Yeah, that, um, you know, that's just, I just feel like that's my comfort zone is, right. is further back and, you know, throwing fast. And um, I just never feel like I get out of whack at that spot. Whereas, you know, we get to running and going so fast and trying to rope on the gain and be five flat, you know, at the middle or quarter of the middle of the arena. And um, I just feel like that going so fast, I kind of get out of whack and nothing really comes together very good. And, you know, where we should have been five flat or we're five, eight, six flat. Yeah. And then same thing, you guys turn it on when when jackson mississippi 
when rapid. Yeah. And it kind of, it kind of shows that like, all right, that's, this is why you trust the process, trust in yourself, your horse. Like that, was that a big deal to really help like the belief in like what you're doing is, is correct. And like your run is what you thought it was. Yeah. Um, just because that's that horse, you know, I'll free him up every now and then, but um, he doesn't really ever get tight with me. And I just kind of make those same kind of runs at the practice pen. You know, um, I try to make about a five second run every single time on him. And uh, most of the time I'll bring it over the chute. Even just, practicing. Even practicing. You know, that's, that's that horse's job He's, is to go fast. I've got, I've got two other horses at home that are great jackpot horses. I just had bought a new one uh, two days ago and I've got another, a green one that he is super, super good. I'm very excited for him, but those ones, you know, I can work on my jackpot and on those ones, but he, uh, he just, every time over the latch, like I make sure he's running across there good and, uh, that he's never, ever, you know, cutting my throw off. And if he does get a little tight at the house, I'll still, I'll still kind of bring the heat. And when I dally, I'll just hold him there. And, you know, LJ will kind of get mad at me because it's, in the middle of the run, you know, if you go to if you if you bring the heat and you dally and your horse is kind of dropping out, you know, you can't just say something right away. It's like because you're worried about getting your horse standing back up and just kind of soft again. But um, I think the reason I go so fast on him all the time is I think it was I guess it would have been my rookie year. Uh, we went down to Mesquite and I just I threw it as fast as I could yeah. and I was going left and the line judge was right there. Well, he stopped my horse, and he was trying to get out of the way, and he hit him in the face. Well, he turned straight back around, and then I think we went to another rodeo that night, and so he did the same thing. He just turned straight back around. As soon as the saddle, as soon as the rope hit pressure to the horn, he just stopped and turned right back around. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is going to be so hard to fix. Yeah. You know, because you can make the runs in the practice pen, but they're, they're not always going to be the same at the rodeos. Very, very rarely will they be. And, uh, so it was just like this long process of me trying to get him fixed to where I can throw my rope and him not turn right back around. Cause we went to a rodeo shortly after that and I throw it at the barrier as far as I can. And I tag the steer, they're fresh and this steer <laughs> whips all the way back around. And I think we were maybe like four, one or something. We ended up winning the rodeo, but when I faced my horse is at the barrier pin. Okay. And so LJ is is back down there and the steer is on the left field and I'm just looking back and I'm just I'm shaking my head. I'm so mad. And uh just because I like my horse, he just stopped and turned <laughs> right back around. And he wasn't hurting because we've got a chiropractor at the house that checked him out. Like he was never sore or anything like that. It's just, you know, I think whenever that line judge hit him in the face is just kind of put him into that. Dude, I've never heard of that before. Line, line judge messed a horse up from yeah. like Poland, got <laughs> scared him. But I also, I, I haven't seen a lot of guys run the line judge over oh too gosh. much. So. I think maybe at the same rodeo, that's the, that was the time that uh, Tanner Tomlinson and um, oh Brady Norman, we, he ran yeah. the flag judge or the line judge all the way over with his horse. His horse did not stop. No, mine did <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so you'll practice on them like that and just and it's it's gotta be so much feel then, right? Like you know, yeah. and that horse has got that pattern and and I think there there's probably a lot of truth to that in the practice. Like if if you have a horse that just it trusts the run, 
and they you know they're going to be in that same spot and that allows you to to work on essentially your chemistry together right yeah. and and i think that that is a like it's not done a lot but i think there's a lot of truth to headers or healers just making good runs yeah. and then letting their horses just that's the run they make and if they're doing good just don't use it up you yeah. know what i mean don't make it too hard on them and and keep them yeah. confident there, well right? that's what I'm, i don't rope on him hardly ever okay and so when i do i might run 10 on him or something like that you know i might ride him once a week and he might get 10 but it's it's not like a he gets rode every every day or something like that it's maybe once a week he'll get 10 and i'll score i'll run 10 and score five you know just because i don't ever want him i don't want him to just completely sit dead because that's just not really my way of scoring i want him to kind of be into my bridle kind of pushing forward out the front just so i can just float him all the way and i've just um like i said i've always rode slow horses so that's just kind of been the way i score every time right so let's let's kind of shift to um the mental side of things as far as you know we'll, let's go to san angelo because this is this was kind of a, a big point for the summer or the winter excuse me yeah uh three nine on the first one right yep and you know you guys are comfortable with this setup this is your run you're throwing fast but like we like we said with with lj it was a couple of weeks between running your first two at san angelo and then you guys are high call over there yeah so mentally is that a big situation for you as far as like nerves go or typically like how do you feel a lot of pressure or how do you do you go up or down like how does your nerves work there i don't I don't know. I, I felt pretty, pretty chill the whole time. Like I was just never, you know, I didn't really get excited to run the cow that we had. You know, I think he was just a cow. Um, but it's just, that's the thing. You kind of got to get into, it's just another cow, really. I mean, honestly, it's just, you're going to do the same thing um, there as you did, as you're going to do at the next one, you know. And that, um, the mental side of it is our first year going out, or I guess it was last year, Colin came over to the house and um Colin Vaughn on and mm -hmm. we were open and I asked him I was like Colin what's the you know if you're going to give me one piece of advice what is the number one thing you're going to say about me going out and rodeoing he said do your job and that that's what kind of stuck with me um you know I get to where if I get nervous I'm just like just do your job I mean obviously because we do this for a living this is what we get paid to do so it's just you know I I did kind of get a little excited there but then it was that voice in my head calling saying, you know, do your job. Right. And that, uh, that's what just kind of stuck with me. Cause you know, if you don't, if I don't do my job, my partner can't do his job. And, um, the, the mental side of it is just, just it's work. You just gotta, just gotta do your job. So how do you define what your job is? So like, you, does that make sense as far as like, all right, as your header, like, what is your job? Like, does that mean when you focus on it, do you have like your first thing that you think about? And that's like, and then the rest is reaction or how does that kind of uh, work? I just, for me, it's just, I'm just always looking for my first shot. And, um, you know, I dang sure every time I, I get in there, I want to give enough uh, score enough. And, you know, when I back in there, I'm not thinking about turning the cow. I'm thinking about sitting there and being patient. And that's where I think, you know, that short round uh, steer in St. Angelo, he was kind of tough to score because it was like he left out of there and I was fixing to go. And then I could just see his head come up 
you know, that's kind of a good indication that they're fixing to let off. And uh, so he, he kind of lifted his head up and I just kind of floated my horse all the way through the line. And that's just, I think to do, to do your job is to, to score and give your partner an easy shot. And that's where I've just always tried to give him an easy shot and, you know, scoring, scoring is my job. Um, you know, that's the first thing that's what sets the whole entire run up. Right. Know? And, um, if you can set your partner up to make it easy for him to do his job, which is stop the run. Um, I think, I think that's the job description. And just knowing that, like, that's just, that's what you've worked on. And then you've got the field with, cause you, you've backed it up with the practice. Like, like you said, yeah. So you kind of, you've got it really clear to, Hey, got, I got a horse with a lot of good feel. I know what I'm going to try to, you know, what I'm going to try to set up, how it's going to feel um, as far as like the handles go, like, yeah. you know, and, and then being able to address those things, like you said from a couple of years ago, the, the not riding your horse as you're throwing your rope and how that, that sets it up too. So yeah. it kind of, that's essentially like when you've got all that kind of defined, then it's like, all right, this is what we're going to focus on is the first thing scoring. And then the rest kind of takes it over and that, that allows it to get away from essentially overthinking it or worrying about like what can go right or what can go wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that, uh, like I said, it's just, it's the, the whole rodeo and thing can be hyped up as much as a person wants to hype it up. But, you know, essentially if you're, if you're doing it for a living, it's a job, you know, you have to do your job in order for your, per your partner to do his job. And um, that's just, that's just the way that I think about it. That's kind of my mental game is just to do your job. Right. What about the the last year? You know, you guys, you do go home in August. Yeah. Um, so meaning probably didn't have enough one that you felt comfortable continuing to rodeo and trying to make the finals that year, right? Yeah, I knew I knew if we went home, uh, no matter what, we'd be in the top 45 or the top 50. And so I knew that or I didn't know, like, I thought we could get into some rodeos, you know, through the winter, which we did. We, you know, we got into Austin and, and um, I guess they kind of let everybody into San Angelo, but um, I wanted to go home and work on what I had been messing up on. And so that's where I thought that was a good time to go home because there was still enough rodeos that I could go and I could use that and, and work on when I was out there, what I was messing up on, I could come home, you know, practice a little bit and then, put it to use of what rodeos we had left of the year. Well, and what a great way to stay competitive, but keep money together, yeah. right? Cause you're yeah. closer to home. The expenses are so much less. The yeah. competition is obviously not as hard. Um, you know, just all the guys that are rodeoing professionally are out in the Northwest. So obviously, I mean, it's probably still tough, but you mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's a little easier to, yeah. to do that. So you can make some more mistakes and, and probably hit well, you did, you hit just as many or more rodeos. Yeah. So do you think that was a big thing for, to really help kind of help that out as far as just adding a little bit more to your head and game? Yeah, it, it was just because I think we went home and I don't, I don't, I don't really remember the rodeos we went to whenever we went home, but it was all like, you know, Dodge city, Phillipsburg, all kind of around that Hill city, all, all those rodeos and stuff. And, and from there, we just, you know, I think from Dodge City, we're just four, four and a half hours south. So we went home and I think it was maybe Lawton and Sykeston. And uh, we went to those rodeos. And my first one at Lawton, I kind of went back to using my rope and I missed my first one at Lawton. And then the second one, or we go, we went to Sykeston right after that. 
and we drew a real big steer, ran real hard, and I thought we made a pretty good run. I just I faced real early. We should have been six flat. I think we're maybe six four or something like that. But uh, our second one, I think we were maybe four eight. Uh, we won the second round or tied for the second round. But uh, you know that's when I got the feel back of what I'm. You know that was kind of my job was just to go fast and and score good and that's where I was able to pick it back up. I think was maybe Sykeston and that's where my roping felt good again. Right. Well, and I think just understanding that like how how far out of our comfort zone we can get and yeah. and really trying to be a roper with no weaknesses is the goal, right? Yeah. You want to be able to to do everything possible to win in whatever yeah. situation you're in. But there's obviously going to be things that we're going to be good at and there's things that we're going to probably struggle with. So to be able to add them to your game is important and, and really it takes a lot of competition and being able to to evaluate that, right? To how you you know, how you can apply it to your practice and then and then to show through. Because it's you just can't think about it, right? Like I, yeah. I don't you can't think about it then do it during the run. Like it's gotta be there in the in the muscle memory, really, I yep. guess you'd say. But I don't know. All right, what about like mentally? What was the hardest challenge mentally rodeoing from that that twenty two summer? Like if someone's um, gonna go out there and rodeo and you'd be like, hey, this is something I did not see happening mentally, um, you know, or just being really hard on you. Yeah. Uh, what would that be? I would say just just keep doing what you, you know, practice from January to June, you know, start at Reno is June. Um, I think just keep doing what you've been practicing and do. Don't go out there and, and try to change something up. Oh, you see these guys that are doing good and this is this is the way that they're roping. You know, that's you know, everybody has their own way of roping. I think just stick to what you practice to do. So uh, you know, if that's if that's riding as hard as you can, as close as you can, and snatching and going, I think keep doing that. You know, don't try to don't try to be using your rope or if you're if you're a guy that uses your rope just kind of like I am don't don't do what I did last year and go out there and try to be running and snatching and going um just because that's way too different two totally different um types of runs and you know just kind of stick to what you've been practicing at doing and knowing that it can probably go wrong and it's going to turn around because it's it just takes time right oh Sometimes yeah I mean there's time I've got I've got a lot of friends that are are going to go out and rodeo this year that have been asking me that like, and that's just one thing I tell them like you know there's there's going to you're you know you're you're not going to go out there and and do, I mean I think as good as Caleb and Junior did last year, you know this you know if, if you're going to go out there for the first time you know there's going to be a lot of highs and lows and, um, I think for the most part going out there for your first time is learning that's that's a big thing is just to kind of pick up and learn what you need to go out there and do next year you know obviously you're going out there to win but you know have an open mind about what you need to be prepared for next year right and then what about the failure side of it you know like mentally handling the failure what what would you say like how, how are you gonna what's the game plan for this summer you know when when you do fail or when yeah. you don't do your job like yeah. how are you gonna try to handle that i think you i think you have to stay out there if you're gonna go out there you have to stay no matter um how how it's going um you just have to have it in your mindset that you're out there to, to be competing against these guys. You know, you're good enough. If you're going out there, you're obviously good enough to go. Um, so I think just keeping after it and don't, you know, 
you got to be hard on yourself, but you got to, you have to know when to let it go as well. And that's, uh, that's a, a big part of it is, is letting it go at the right times. You know, just, you know, when you, when you mess up, I think personally, you know, be hard on yourself for 10 or 15 minutes, you know, don't, don't, if you, if you mess up, don't go hang out in a crowd of people and, and just forget about that run that you just messed up on, you know, figure out what you messed up on and go back and think about it and then go, you know, kind of, and then after about 10 or 15 minutes or, or whatever it is of you sitting there thinking about it and knowing, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that again. I think then that's, then that's fine. You know, when you figure out where you messed up. Right. I think it's, it's kind of interesting for the relationship. You know, you obviously grew up with your brother, yeah. but even like in any partnership, it does look weird if someone's like almost too okay when they mess up. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you want them to have a good attitude and kind of yeah. to be cool. So there's like, there's a real fine line. And I think that's where the communication can yeah. be really important. It's like, hey, I messed up. I'm really sorry. Like, you know what I mean? And then they kind of go on with it. And, and I, I kind of respect that the most, I guess, yeah. when they can let it go, especially when they got a good, good attitude the rest of the day. Cause yeah. it's like, all right, Hey, it might not be going good, but it, I, I'm, we're still having fun. You yeah, know what well, I mean? That, and that's the thing. Like it's, it's so fun to go out there and be out there and do it, but don't just get, you know, you can't get caught up and, Oh, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to have so much fun. I, as soon as I get done roping, whether I do good or bad, I'm going to golf. And that's the, that's my thing is like, you know, you're going out there to, to rodeo and like, you can't let that not be to go, to go out, you know, you can't you can't stray from that, and that's where I think I've I've always been real hard on myself. So, you know, to to each is their own. I can't just say like you know you need to sit. I guess I can't say that you need to sit out there and just you know be hard on yourself for a little bit. Just because I grew up around you know obviously wrestling, so you know you had to be hard on yourself. You had to have that self discipline, and uh, you know there was times where LJ wouldn't do good, and he just was let's go do something. And I'm like, man, like you just messed up and you're ready to go. You should be punished. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, you know, um, you're kind of your own man out there. You have to. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean though? I, I, oh, I think yeah. that's, it's so weird. It's, um, and, and I think, uh, understanding how you got to lose your way and they got to lose their way oh, for too. Sure. Right. For sure. And man, that's, I think the the big thing comes back to it is just acting like a winner. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, and if you time. can if you can truly like believe like hey, we're we're real with ourselves, we you know, but that that's that's tough cuz it's it's also man, it gets bad if you're if you're down the whole time and you start talking the you talking know, talking negative, yeah, yeah. You, you thinking know, you the wrong thoughts. You can't just um People don't want to hear it. You know, they yeah. they're not going to want to be around you if you're just all you have is negative stuff to say. So you got to know when to to let it go. Um, I think you know personally. Yeah, and then the other thing that's this is a tough balance is the uh, trying too hard, right? Like yes. when you when you start doing good, like it, it seems like you don't have to try like as hard. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's just kind of coming to you, like when it's really like happening. And then when it goes the other way, it's like, oh, I just, you know, you like yeah. start to overthink it or really try to, really try to take control of the situation. And I think that's, that's something you got to understand is like, got to get back to doing your job, yep. you know, and just yep. stay focused on that. And I think uh, that there's a, there's a lot of battles out there that just people do not understand till you, till you get out in yes. it. Right. Yep. That's, uh, and you know, I, I don't know if, 
everybody can relate to that. What Colin had said to me is just like to do your job. But, you know, personally for me, that's just been one of the biggest things I've heard a guy tell me is to just to do your job. And, um, you know, that's, it kind of hits back to wrestling. You know, when you go, you're out there on the mat at a tournament, you know, you're, you're obviously there to win it. And, you know, you go, you practice so many hours during the week, you know, you, you prep, you know, you, you diet, you train, you do all this stuff to, you know, it's pretty much when you're, you're a kid, that's your job, you know, is your sports. And that's, uh, I think that's why it stuck with me so much is because of wrestling. Like I understood that, like to do your job. Yeah. And, uh, I think the, the other thing that this one made a big, it was a big changer for me was I really defined like what a winning performance was or like what, like, and to me, it just came down to like, am I throwing my rope in the right spot in the mm -hmm. arena? And that was my goal. I was like, I think I can do that. Like in any situation, I might miss, but I can throw my rope in the right spot. And I feel like that should be in the high, high 90 percentile for me. Like at least I'm cutting it loose in the right spot. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, and if not almost very little mistakes there. Yeah. And, and I think when I got to that point, that really, that did help a lot. Cause I was like, okay, well then I had something to build on and I knew, um, all right, if I'm throwing my rope, I feel like I can catch, you know, this is, it seems like I should be able to do this a lot. It, it just kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, and I think that's, uh, that's something that's very important is to, it's got to be able to make sense. The winning and the losing have to make yeah. sense to you. Yeah. And it's really to each individual. I think yeah. it's up to them. And that, um, you know, to kind of go off of what you were saying a little bit right there is, um, I talked to Manny Agus a lot, you know, yeah. him and I are pretty good buds and he calls me right after I rope it. Jackson and I skipped it on at Jackson. Like right. it, it shouldn't have went on, but it did. And so, like for me, my thing is I want to have a sharp loop every time. Like I don't want it to just go on. You want whenever, it crispy. Whenever it does go on, like I kind of count it as a miss. Like you know, if, if, if we're gonna talk serious, like if it skips on, I'm I'm more mad that it skipped on than like if I probably would have been if I missed because it's like, you know, I didn't do it right right there and. I was talking to him about it and he's like, what, like, you know, what's your deal? I'm like, dude, that's, it skipped on right there. He says, so he says, you know, you're, you're three, nine. I'm like, but still like for me personally, I don't think I did a great job right there. Cause it, it wasn't a sharp loop. And that's where I, I'll rope the dummy, you know, so much trying to just perfect my loop and keep it right tight and right. You know, and, and you know, I think as, as every hitter does, you know, that's, a, you know, if you have a sharp loop, it sets the run up good. You know, if it if it skips on, you know, you'll have a, a maybe a bobble or something. But if it's sharp, you know, the the run usually goes good. I agree because I think um, I think a sharp loop equals good timing with yes. your horse, and yep. it means like you're throwing in the right spot, and it means like it feels like you're roping the dummy. Truthfully, you know what I mean. Yep. Like you throw pretty good loops on the dummy usually. I, I I'd say like that's probably where our odds are the highest. Yep. And uh, you know, I even had the one the one from yesterday that I lost my rope on the first feeling that I had, like without watching the video was it kind of skipped and it felt weird yeah, pulling like my, like from when I pulled whack. my slack yeah. and put it on the horn. And I, I felt like my horse was quick, but I didn't like watching the video. I think he's quick, but in the moment I never felt like he took it away from me. Right. And, but that like, it did feel weird when I put it on the horn after it skipped on and, uh, or didn't put it on the horn, but you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I think there's, those are like the mental notes you got to make because if you do skip it on one or two and then it goes back to fine, it just probably means you're like riding that line of being aggressive yeah. and it's working. 
But if it goes from skipping on to missing, then it's like, all right, we might have something that we, you know, whatever it is, kind of get back to your foundation. Yeah. And I think there's that that's the other thing too, is you're constantly trying to ride the line as aggressive as you can be and and how hard you can press to win. And then also um, if you cross that line, you know what I mean? You kind of got to kind of got to know where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, so we roped at Jackson that night and we're up at Manhattan, Kansas, which is way far away yeah. from Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. And so we have, we're, we've got a college ready up there. You know, we, you know, we've got to go to this college ready. We're trying to make the college finals. And so I skip it on at Jackson and I'm just sitting there driving the whole time. Like, you know, what, what do I need to do to not skip it on like that again? Like, I want it to be sharp. You know, what kind of timing was it? You know, was it just the steer stepping and, you know, me being in the good timing, but the steer was stepping and just changes the direction of the loop. And um, so I was thinking about it. Well, I go to Jackson or I go to Manhattan, Kansas for the college rodeo. And my thing at the college rodeo is they're not tough. I just want to, I want to take my good horse there and keep him going towards the cow at behind a barrier like i want him to be just be going so every time at the college rodeo i take my good horse i always want to be a little off the barrier so i can make him try a little harder across there yeah and so i'm a little off the barrier <laughs> i'd say a little probably a foot and a half or two foot <laughs> yeah <laughs> just but, missed it but they're just like the cows there aren't great like they're <laughs> they probably weigh 700 pounds they've got a foot of horn on each side and they're just pig bellied suckers yeah and I'm like, okay, so I get off, I get running off through there and it's a little bitty arena. Like it's uh north side size, like right. a little bitty. And I get to run, I get about three swings and I throw my rope and I'm just like, cover everything. And I cover everything and my curl comes all the way around to the right. And I like, should have been a sharp loop, but because I skipped it on and I guess I was so worried about skipping it on, right. I wasn't going to skip this one on. And I was just like, I let it sit there and I'm like, oh crap, I caught him. <laughs> and I turned him and it was horrible. I gosh, this year of college rodeo has been so bad for me. Right. Yeah. But it's just, you know, I was thinking so much about not skipping it on. I was just I overcorrected it too much. Yeah, and kind of get to the spot where you overthink. Yes. Even before you get there. This which is, I mean, that's the hardest, I think that's the hardest aspect of rodeoing yeah. is to not um to ride the line of overthinking because there's there's some guys that, that have become great and they're all time. And I think they're the ones that have obsessed over it and have overthought it and then applied all of it. But I think they've had to mess up a lot of different things to, to get that way. Yeah. And then there's some guys that, that seem like they figure it out. And if they just stay within that, that they've got it figured out, they have really good careers. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just that weird line, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like how, how far you can press and how much you can evolve and change and uh man i don't i don't know the answer yeah to well that, that's but. you know I, I try to i try to talk to a lot of guys that do good all the time yeah and so a conversation with them is just so different compared to just a guy that you see at the roping like that they, they they just think about it i think so much and you know they they've worked so hard at it to uh perfect it you know, and, and they just, the, the conversation is always different with them. Like, I mean, no, no matter who you talk to, um, just even the tone of the conversation is just different compared to anybody else. 
they've gone down some rabbit holes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm good friends with Buddy Hawkins, and and we'll get to talking, and both of us will just get to rambling. We're like, oh yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we need to go back to what we were actually talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think it's good, man, because I I feel like that's where the the ideas start to yes. come out, and it's like to to get perspective and then to to go into it. I think it's a big deal, but also it can you got to know who you are as yeah. a, as a roper because it it's it's easy to make changes that don't need to be made. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I think that's kind of that's kind of one of the biggest lines. So yeah, well, um, man, before we wrap it up, what's been the hardest spot with your head and career that you know, biggest loss or biggest kind of trial that you went through that you like that ended up really helping you out on the the long run. But it like when it happened, it was a failure or a big loss to you. Um. So when we when we started going to these rodeos and stuff, I think two years ago we were entered at Mineral Wells and we lived down in Tipton, Oklahoma, and it wasn't a far drive. But you know, I think somebody was winning the rodeo and they were like three seven or three eight or something like that. Like it was super fast. And my dad was, he was like, just, you know, step out of your comfort zone of going, you know, four or five or whatever it was and try to, you know, try to beat that time. Like throw, throw as fast as you can. He was like, I don't care if you miss or what. He said, just go as fast as you can. And so like, I took that to going as fast as I can at like as controlled and as fast as I can, instead of just as fast as I can, I wanted, to, well, I wanted it to be as controlled. And I think that's the, the biggest thing is to have your run controlled. Right. It's just to learn and like, hey, what what that line was, yep. and then how to how to get keep the control, keep, yep. keep the keep the steering wheel yeah. still well, intact. Yeah, well, that's you know, uh, I used to I used to get in the back of the box and I'd just be so hyped and I'd sit there and I would just go two swings just as tight and as fast as I can. Where like, you know, you can go two swings and still be behind the barrier and be throwing it, and you could do those two swings, you know, pretty slow. Like they don't have to be fast swings. Well. You know, the slower you get, the more open everything is, and that's why I've I've roped the dummy so many times is with just one swings is because that first swing to get everything open, and and to do it that way. So I think to have um, to just try and go as fast as I can, as controlled as I can. Right. Do you think? Uh, I guess I'm just asking this question too. Do you think the it's easier to keep a horse moving forward with a tighter swing or an open swing? An open swing. Um, why is that? Because the tighter the tighter you get, you know, obviously because the horse reacts off of you. Um, if you're going to sit in the box and you're going to be tight, the horse is going to be tight. So, you know, the more the more loose it is, and that's where I think I've I've slowed my swing down a whole lot compared to what it used to be. And uh, I, I mean, I don't get on the horse anymore, and I feel like they're going to outduck me just because I can come across the line and it be so flecky. It just is fluent with their run to where I can just swing twice and throw my whole rope and just they can stay between my legs. We're like. If you get back there and you just and throw it, they're going to be like automatically just, you know, wanting to kind of get wide and droppy. So I think, you know, just kind of the speed of your rope, you know, if you have a tight, fast swing, um, your horse is going to be tight and fast. Whereas if you have a bigger open swing, um, they're not going to be as reactive to that big and open swing as they are you going fast. What about the delivery though? Cause the delivery is going to be a little bit slower. Um, is that ever an issue when you get to the delivery? I used to I used to think that whenever I first started going slower, but my time started clocking faster. So I don't think that, you know, I don't think it's, obviously you don't want to swing slow, but, you know, at a good average speed. You We're know, just talking about, an open swing as opposed to like a, a more aggressive swing, yes, right? Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, or like, you know, an open, you know, rodeo swing, just kind of swinging it outside that right horn and bringing it over. Whereas like a jackpot swing where you're getting up and you're, you know, kicking it over to the left, I think. Um, I think that's just kind of where it is right there. I got you. Yeah, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I mean, it's funny that I see like a lot of horses get quick that are horses that run into the, like the one coil, like yeah. within one coil, and then they seem to get super tight. Yeah. And then guys that can reach, like, like, well, Tyler Wade, for example, that can really reach. I don't remember seeing a horse duck for him or even like Dustin. Well, uh, yeah, you know, they but don't, he doesn't like, you know, kind of the same way. Forward. He just takes those big, wide open swings and kind of like, he just kind of like lobs it out there to the cow. And like, it usually goes on the neck and it's tight. And like, you never see, you never see a bad handle from Tyler just because yeah. his horses are just so good. Every one of them. I always compliment him uh, of his roping and, you know, his horsemanship is just to keep one going at that rate, going so fast all the time is crazy to me, like how a guy can do that. Right. I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. You know, because I think you get to, you know, like if you've always been a jackpotter and you start going fast, like your horse is naturally just going to start getting tight. Or like, I feel like ever since I've started rodeo and I've seen Tyler Wade, he's never had a horse try to duck him. Yeah, I agree. Well, man, I really appreciate it. You want to add anything before we before we wrap this up? Um, no, I mean, I just appreciate being on here. It's awesome. No, man, it was fun. I, uh, you know, to to kind of see where what where it's gone for your heading is is really cool. And and you know, being where you get a rope with your brother too, that's just makes it even more special. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's a it's a cool situation well, I guess you're in. I've, I've talked to my family about this, but not anybody else i think it's it's kind of you know funny last year at san angelo we were dead last coming in and yeah we were, and we just kind of swapped places you know we were dead last and this year we were first i think it's just kind of crazy um you know how hard a person can work at it and you know um just try so hard and um just the way it'll change well and it's fun to see it pay off too oh, right man. And, and then when you're doing it with someone that, you know, that you're close with is even makes it even better. And, and yeah. I think that's, but that's also, man, that's a lot, a lot of the point to, to life, you know, is figuring yeah. out like, Hey, find something to get good at and then put the effort in and then see the results. I think that's a, it's a special thing to have happen. Yes, sir. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you.